Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of our podcast, Loving Parenting, where our goal is to improve our relationships by going beyond our comfort zone one small step at a time. We are now beginning a new section of the podcast. In the next four episodes, we'll look at role models from the Bible, people in the Bible who had difficulties with their children. These four episodes discuss the difficulties that these people faced, how they dealt with their difficulties, and the takeaways that we can derive from the way that these people dealt with their difficulties. Episode 11 is the first of these four episodes. The title of episode 11 is King David and his son of Shalom, Absalom in English. We start by telling who were King David and Absalom. King David was born in Bethlehem in the year 907 BCE. He was the youngest of seven sons. In his youth, he tended his father's sheep. In the famous battle of David and Goliath, he courageously killed the Philistine giant Goliath using just a slingshot and one stone. He became king at age of 30 and lived in Hebron, Hebron in English. King David was a beloved king and a mighty warrior. He was also extraordinarily humble. He wrote the book of Tehillim, Psalms, in English. Avshalom was King David's third son, and he was born in Hebron. He was extraordinarily handsome. He had a charismatic personality and was talented at gaining people's trust and affection. And now let's describe King David's challenge with his son Avshalom. The story begins with three of King David's children, Avshalom, Amnon, and Tamar. Amnon physically assaulted his sister Tamar, and Avshalom felt very bad about that. Avshalom ordered his brother Amnon to be killed as retribution for Amnon's assault on their sister Tamar. Then Avshalom fled. He ran away. King David mourned over Amnon for many years. At the same time, he longed to be with Avshalom again. After several years, Avshalom came back to meet his father, King David. They had a very emotional reunion. King David kissed Avshalom. After this, Avshalom attracted a large following, and then he declared himself king. King David fled in order to protect himself from Avshalom, in case Avshalom might attack. In order to show his disdain for his father, King David, Avshalom consorted with his father's concubines in front of all of Israel, I guess to make himself look more like he's the king rather than King David. Then Avshalom launched an armed attack against King David. When organizing a counterattack, 
King David commanded his troops not to harm Avshalom if they found him. However, one of his troops actually did kill Avshalom in spite of King David's command. When King David found that Avshalom had been killed, he cried out in pain, My son, Avshalom! My son, my son, Avshalom! If I only could have died in your place! Avshalom, my son, my son! He further cried out in a loud voice, My son, Avshalom, Avshalom! My son, my son! He said, my son, a total of eight times. We see from this story that Avshalom did several things that caused his father much grief. Avshalom ordered that his own brother Amnon be killed. He declared himself king during his father's lifetime. He publicly consorted with his father's concubines. He launched an armed attack against his father. Imagine how much grief and anguish a parent would feel if his or her son acted this way. However, King David consistently showed love to his son, even while mourning over his son's actions. After Avshalom fled following the killing of his brother, King David longed to be with Avshalom again. When they eventually reunited, King David kissed Avshalom. Although later Avshalom was seeking to kill King David, King David ordered his own army not to kill Avshalom himself. When King David heard about Avshalom's death, he cried intensely and grieved deeply about the loss of his son. Now let's talk about how King David dealt with his challenge, his difficulties with his son Avshalom. King David composed chapter 3 of Tehillim, Psalms, as a prayer to God during his flight from Avshalom. It shows how he felt during that flight and describes his coping strategies. This chapter is relatively short, only nine verses long. King David probably did not have much time to write while he was on the run. He first describes his predicament. How numerous are my tormentors, that even my son has risen up against me. He calls on God to save him and is confident that God will answer him and help him. He describes his struggle with the pain of his situation and says, After I lay down and sleep amid great anguish, I awoke worry-free, remembering that God supports me. He recalls how God had previously saved him from his enemies and concludes by saying, Salvation is in God's hands. It is notable how King David describes how he wakes up worry-free. Based on my own experiences with my various struggles, I know that when I first wake up in the morning, yesterday's troubles come flooding into my mind. My intellect has not yet awakened, so my coping mechanisms are not yet engaged. This is the most difficult time of day for me. But King David had so much trust in God that he woke up with full confidence that God will support him. It is definitely a worthwhile goal to develop such a deep trust in God such that one can wake up without any worries.
Now, how can we apply King David's approach to our own lives? When thinking about how we can emulate King David's approach to his difficulties with his son Absalom, we need to first contemplate the depth of the anguish that someone might feel as a result of these difficulties. This gives a context for evaluating his coping strategies. King David had a deep love for his son Absalom. It was so deep that it transcended the offensive actions of Absalom. King David did allow himself to mourn over the killing of his son Amnon, but after the mourning period, he renewed and invigorated his love for Absalom. We can try to emulate that. Contemplate how deeply you love your child. Allow yourself to grieve over your child's hurtful behaviors, but still keep your love for your child alive. When Avshalom died, King David mourned intensely. His repetition of the phrase, my son, so many times shows how deeply he had loved Avshalom while Avshalom was alive. We can try to emulate the depth of King David's love for his son Avshalom. One thing to keep in mind from this whole story is that having a rebellious child does not necessarily mean that the parent is a bad person. Someone as great and noble as King David had a rebellious son, as we have described in detail, and he dealt with his challenges with great humility, devotion, and trust in God. He surely serves as a role model to emulate. I welcome your comments, feedback, questions, and suggestions for topics, and I've set up an email address for this purpose. The address is lovingparenting123 at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in and hope you'll tune in to future episodes.